setting up your meeting for Facebook Live. <laughs> I guess it's running live. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, we're live. Hey, being live. Mike Willis on post block. Yeah, this is my only way of getting onto Facebook. If you don't rip us down, <laughs> fucking assholes. I'm just, I'm just trying to give a voice to the voiceless out here, you know. Being a man of the people. <laughs> So, Breaker Breaker, what's your 20 today? Where's your head at? Oh, bud. My head is all over the place, man. Um, we had an eventful night in Fredericksburg, as most of y'all know. I missed the first half of the uh, protesting, but I showed up in the fourth quarter and helped bring her to a close. <laughs> y'all remember that time that Mike Willis showed up at halftime of the protest and Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? Goddamn right. <laughs> uh, hey, man, for real, one thing I want to, like, I want to address, and a lot of people aren't, might not agree with me on this, whatever, is I just one thing that I want to say, and I've already said it to my Instagram followers and everything, it's just that, like, we have to be real about what we're doing on our side. We can't, we can't create like this glorified narrative of what's happening because I've seen a lot of posts today and in some yesterday that were saying that like everybody was so shocked at how everything went down last night and it's like if we really if we really showed up to these protests and expected nothing to go wrong and didn't expect to be tear gassed, we wouldn't have showed up preemptively with milk. We wouldn't have showed up with the intention of curing ourselves after we got tear gassed. So I just want to like, like we have to be real with it. Like I'm all for it. I showed up, I got tear gassed like four times. So like, I, I understand it, but I just want to say we need to be real, real about it because we all knew what was going to happen when we shut down those roads. We all knew what we were going after. We all knew what we were doing and we knew what response we were going to trigger. So I just want to, I just want everybody to be real with that and not stop painting this weird picture of like, Oh my God, it happened. Why are they doing this? Why? When we all know that, we set out with the intention for that to happen or we would not have brought milk and masks and all that stuff to cure us once we got tear gas which i'm thankful for everybody that had milk because like god damn <laughs> tear gas sucks dick yeah when i got tear gassed on cowan i didn't have anything i didn't get any help i just got tear gassed and i was like does anybody have water and like <laughs> there's no organization there's no like solidarity there's just like there's just battle buddies and that's fucking it. Like, no, like, right. Oh, there's no organization, man. It's frustrating. I guess by the time I got there, everybody was pretty thoroughly organized because like there was, uh, one of my friends, Eddie, she was, uh, she was out there. She had milk in a, uh, in like a mustard container. Like, <laughs> and she's just like hitting people with that direct squirt. Like, that shit had me geeking out, man. 
Uh, well, I got I got a good I, one of the four times I took the took the milk, the worst out of them. But uh, all the other times I just kind of took it because uh, I don't know. It's one of the things that if you're going to be in a tear gas situation, you kind of need to know how to handle yourself as the tear gas is affecting you. So it's kind of good to let it soak in a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to like process what's happening to you. But also, yeah. it's it's important that, like, if you're tear gassed and it's hard for you to see, you need to, like, wiggle back into the middle of the crowd because what they're trying to do is disorient certain people, get them separated from the herd, and then like a zebra or like a lion taking down a gazelle, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to get you out of the pack. So when you get, yeah. when you get yeah. gassed, you got to make sure you don't stray too far from the herd. Heard it. Heard it. Man, that was... <laughs> There's this dude walking around with this fucking speaker, and he was blasting all kinds of fucking music. It was great. Uh, yeah, when we went to Cowan yesterday, there was, like, these two, like, Spanish guys, and one of them had, like, some really heavy, hardcore, like, Spanish hip-hop playing on his little Bose speaker. <laughs> They're like, La Rosa, La Rosa. <laughs> it was uh, good times. That's a, yeah, that's awesome. It was interesting too, man. I wanna, I wanna, for all everybody out there, especially my producer friends, if any of y'all can find footage of like the cops pushing their line forward, and you can sample that beat they were making with their fucking feet and their uh, their shields, because like every time they would shoot the gas out, and they would fucking they would start doing that little. Like all of them smacking their shields and shit, telling yeah. us that they were gonna advance forward. I want somebody to sample that and put it in a beat if you can. If you hear me, Facebook world, find a video of the cop advancing forward and then sample that fucking sound of them clapping their shields to make a beat and make a song to it. That'd be fucking cool, man. That'd be powerful. That would be. I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm like watching tear gas balls go by, and all you hear is. And I'm like, God damn, this would be a hell of a fucking music video. Like, uh, so were, were they shooting rubber bullets on Caroline Street last night? They were at City Hall. Uh, I didn't feel any. Uh, I didn't see anybody feeling like it. It seemed like it was mostly tear gas. But then again, it, you know, people also weren't like, I don't know, they're going to protect City Hall differently than they're going to protect caroline street yeah and they were like they were strategically using the uh the buildings to funnel everybody where the fuck they wanted them to go like because they were they were they were like and then they'd come down this block and then they come down this block and then they'd advance forward to this block and advance to this one so they were like fucking yeah they're militarized man they know what they're doing yeah and that's why we have to, if we're going to, if we're going to be out there, first of all, there has to be an end game in mind. There has to be a call to action. There has to be some sort of behind the scenes, like actual, like pen to paper type shit going down. Um, but when we're on the streets, we have to be more organized as a people, man. And, and cause they are, they're, they're a gang. They're a unit. Well, not even the fact that they're a gang. Cause like, I kind of like that they are a gang in a sense. But they know that city. They know their surroundings. Right. 
very well and they're trained they're they're not trained well for some circumstances but like in other things they are trained to use the landscape to their tactical advantage and that's one thing that no no protesting mind person is showing up to do because everybody's mostly there to just fucking get the point across and yell and scream about the point so it's like they don't take time to plot out the the escape routes and all of that stuff that's another thing people need to like like you gotta be you gotta be aware because if you're gonna do this stuff the goal is to not get arrested in the process yeah so like that's that's more where the mobilization comes in to effect is like you need to be able to know fucking Kenny Roger, you got to be able to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You need to know when you need to disperse and you need to know when you need to keep towing that line because at a certain point, it's going to get to a point where they're not going to, they're not going to give you that option to keep trying to just push you back. They're going to start arresting people. Right. That's the thing you're trying to avoid. And like, like if you look at the successful Hong Kong protest, the way that they were doing it were like flash mobs. They would fucking show up in one area. They would stay there, get their point across long enough for uh, for the police to come mobilize against them, basically. And then everybody would disperse and meet up at a very, a very next location. And then the by the time the police found out that they all mobilized at the next next point, they were able to fucking protest there for a little while. Then the police would have to remobilize to them. And by the time the police got there, they're on to their next spot. Right. So that's, that's where like the whole mobilization and all that shit comes. And I hate when people just like throw those words out. Cause a lot of people start thinking of like fighting. The right, last thing right. you want to do is fight those people because at the end of the day, they have fucking real weapons along with those fucking rubber bullets and shields. So you need to, the goal, like there's this, one of the things I wrote down here is a thing, a quote from Obama. And uh, where I don't agree with all the Obama stuff, but this is very, very fitting. And it's along the lines of the same shit that Killer Mike was talking about. And it says, the bottom line is that if we want to bring real change, then the choice isn't between protest and politics. We have to do both. We have to mobilize to raise awareness and we have to organize and cast our ballots to make sure we elect candidates who will act on reform and become the candidates that we wish to see in office. We have to stress the importance of participating in politics, particularly at the local level where on the ground level, criminal justice and law enforcement are effective. And that that is a very important thing and that i feel is that really killer mike is the one that opened me up to a lot of this thinking because a lot of people a lot of us at the end of the day bullshit me included we talk about how we want all these changes we talk about how we want cops to be a certain way we talk about how we want politicians to be a certain way but none of us are willing to go actually become a cop or a politician or a president for that matter. Like a lot of us don't want to put in that work. Hell, we have a hard enough time in this community organizing events just for fucking comedy or hip hop 
or anything like that. We have a hard time putting stuff together like that. Yeah. And yeah, then, we were joking about that the other day when we were walking around with the signs. Yeah, I'm like, so it's like we have such a hard time just getting people on board with that, telling somebody that we need to become the police enforcement or we need to become the politicians. It's like fucking, whoa, no, I don't want no part of that. And I get it. Like, who wants to be a cop? You want that? Yeah. I don't want that, you That sucks yeah. because at the end of the day, there's like fucking killers out there. You know what I mean? There's yes. fucking killers that have to be arrested. We can't, that, and that's another reason why I have a problem with that. All cops are bad bullshit. Like, I know that cops are horrible, and I know that some cops are good, and I know that without a law enforcement group, there would be a bunch of killers hanging out in the world that are ready to kill. And the people that are willing to kill are going to be the ones that end up in power. Right, right. You know what I mean? So there's like, it's a balance. It's a, all of this, everything, there is a balance of good and evil. You know what I right. mean? And Another about- problem, though, with this country, though, is like, well, first of all, with all that being said, like, we need to hold each other and ourselves more accountable um, as as a community and just as individuals and not let shit like that happen. Um, secondly, a big problem with the police state that we're in or with the bad cops, at least, however you want to put it, is that it's such a monetized system. You know, privately owned prisons are such a... a profitable industry in this country so that creates a lot of reform and laws and cops being hired that aren't necessary um and if we were able to hold ourselves more accountable then we wouldn't need all that shit uh you're reading you're reading killer mike quotes i've been reading this um essay by henry david thoreau It's called On the Duty of Civil Disobedience. It's free on Google if anybody wants to read it. So one thing that he's, a couple things he said that I really liked. One thing was, let every man make known what kind of government would command his respect. And that will be one step toward obtaining it. I think that's really powerful just for us to voice, you know, like you're doing right now and how you're saying that, you know, people like you or I need to try to get in the, um, public office or uh, be a part of the police force and shit like that if you want to see change um, another thing he went on to say is can there not be a government in which majorities do not virtually decide right and wrong but conscience in which majorities decide only those questions to which the rule of expendency is applicable must the citizen ever for a moment or the least degree resign his conscience to the legislator? Why has every man a conscience then? So that's something that everyone needs to keep in mind. Protesters and police and, and you know, military alike, you know, we all have a conscience. We all know what's right and wrong. For the most part, we do. Like you said, there's still killers out there. There's still fucked up individuals out there. But if we can hold ourselves more accountable individually to our own conscience, then we won't need to be as policed as much. Yeah. And that's one of the things like I was uh, I was talking to one of the dudes last night because I've been talking about this to everybody. That's what my whole purpose of even going out there last night was. I was talking to this one young kid and why should I why should I have to become the system 
why why can't it just work? Why can't I just do this and that and not or why can't we just love each other and not have cops? And I was like, well, see, in a perfect world, we would be able to not have cops. Like yeah. there, there's a like there's this there's this thought of some crazy utopia that humans I, I, it's I think it's like that seed that we get planted in us from hearing about uh it's like, like the Garden this, of Eden. Yeah, yeah, like shit like that. This planet this the seed that's planted that we some we, we, for some reason we're always reaching for this utopia where there's no bad and everybody's on the same same everything and there's nothing negative happening it's like that sounds great like i wish with every part of my being that we could ever reach a utopia but the facts are is we live in a world that isn't utopia there's there's no there's literally a straightforward balance of good people and there are bad people no, no matter what is happening what part of this world you're on there is fucking good people and bad people and the bad people are typically the ones that want to control in a certain way like that a lot of them are that because normally good people don't wish to control motherfuckers you know right that's why you get a lot of people and then it, and then it puts like the okay the people that are writing all the crazy laws and that are in full like sending the enforcements down that like because people have to write the law for somebody down here to be told to enforce it you know what i mean so you're giving you're giving like bad guy writing bad law giving it to this guy who may be good or maybe bad but if he doesn't do his job he's not going to have a job anymore so it's like you force that person to choose over an income to consciousness and it's it's a very hard line and that's why a lot of the times when cops do speak up and say anything they get fucking demoted and reprimanded and all kinds of shit like that because i'm like killer mike man i have family that are cops and i know they're good cops they're not bad people and i also have family that are fucking criminals and that are horrible people so it's like i i literally see the best best and worst of both sides just within my family Right, so it's, right. It's, it's always, there's always a fine line, man. I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot of people that see that too, but there also are an equal amount of people that need to have their minds opened up to that idea. You you just segued me perfectly. Marcus Garvey, one of my favorite fucking people from history, liberate the minds of men and ultimately you will liberate the bodies of men. It all starts. In, it all starts in here. Like, it, even even Obama himself says that fucking whenever violence happens, it's going to be met, and it's met with more violence. It, it impedes the movement forward of any movement. You know what I mean? He he was saying that when all the riots happened before his elections. You know, right? And so it's like. I don't know. That's another problem that we got. It's like the news, the, the way the news is going right now, it like <laughs> two people 
on opposing teams could say the exact same thing and outrage will come from one and outrage won't come from another just because right. of just because of like pack yeah this is my pack so it's okay if they say it but when that pack says it, it's not okay right and that's why I like that's why I like our group of friends because especially you as a friend because we don't yes man each other we're willing to call each other out on our bullshit right um and it's okay to disagree at times yeah like like you keep um i don't disagree with you wholly but you keep talking about like integrating ourselves into the system and i want to create a new system and honestly now that i say it out loud in order to create a new system ultimately we're going to have to integrate ourselves into the current broken system. Um, but something I really want to talk about with you, I know you really want to talk about, and I want to listen to you talk about it is uh, this word revolution. Ah, uh, yes. There's so much power in words and the meaning of words. Let's talk about revolution, Mike. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, first of all, I have a big problem with the word itself, revolution, because if you look up the definition of a revolution, all it means is that you start at one point and you circle right back around to the same point you started from. And you can take that into any revolution that's ever happened. Like you go back to 1776 when we had the revolution from the British, what happened? We broke free from the British and then we oppressed people in our own country and started taxing. Right. Then, then you fast forward, you fast forward to the fucking, people call it a civil war, but that was another revolution of the mind that I feel. You, you, we started at this, the, with this idea that we needed to make all people equal and we started a revolution so much to the fact that it separated our country in half and then brought it all back together. And then what happened? They killed, for one, they killed the leader of that revolution. And then eventually after Reconstruction was, it just, it, like, cause Reconstruction was a super prosperous time for every color of person. Like, of course, not everybody, but there was a lot of good happening out of Reconstruction. And then it circled right fucking back around to Jim Crow. And then after that, we get to the civil rights. You can call it the civil rights movement or whatever you want to call it. But I see it as another fucking revolution. We hit, we hit the civil rights movement. And then we passed some good things and some things started opening up and things were starting to look better. And then now we've completely circled right back to impeded progress. So my whole purpose and like the why I wrote that sign I had when me and you were out protesting was that we got to stop talking in terms of revolution. Like, we literally have to stop, fuck, fuck a revolution. When has any, you look through any history books, when has any revolution panned out in any way that fully benefited the people? None of them. 
None of them. You can go to Haiti. You can go to France. You can go to China. You can go to fucking uh, Mongolia. All of them. It always fucking starts with a good principle. And then the, the few brains use the masses to do the work for them and then assume control and create the system where they are now that control piece and there's oppressed people underneath them. So this, this, the term of revolution is one that I swear we need to lose and we need to replace it with breaking the cycle because why the fuck do we just want to break something up just to create a new something that's the same fucking thing? Like the, right. we, need, we need to be breaking that cycle and going off on a different tra- trajectory. Now, that being said, of course, there's always room for it to circle back around because fucking history repeats itself. But unless we try to break the cycle of everything, instead of going with revolution, we're never going to fucking know. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that that all involves that whole breaking the cycle of, uh, that all involves going and becoming a part of the system. And look, you don't have to become a cop or become a fucking politician to break to break that cycle of how politicians corrupt us. That's where you have you just have to be actively voting, and that right there is big. Because if you look at presidential elections, our last presidential election, there was like fucking fifty-two percent of the population that didn't vote at all of eligible eligible voters. So that means twenty like around it was like twenty-four percent voted for Republican, and like twenty-three vote or twenty-six voted for uh, Democrat. Democrat. And then there was like a small, like 3% number for the green parties and stuff. And then the rest of it was non eligible voters that didn't vote. So it's like, if you took all those people that didn't vote and you, you could literally take that number of people and vote them green party. And you literally just beat the democratic and Republican plantation. Like, and that's one thing that I also think we need to we need to address in this country is we keep relying on these two broken systems of governance to fix us to fit. We, we keep looking for the Democrats are going to be our saviors or the Republicans are going to save us and like it. It's it's not going to work like that. These two parties have been around since forever now, and they're still failing. If they're still failing us, there's a good reason to believe that something about both of them is horribly flawed. And nobody's willing to acknowledge that, except for the fact that we do acknowledge it because we're just like, oh, I just had to pick the the lesser of evil. Right. When you pick evil, evil still exists. So what right. what are you what are you saying? You're saying you'd rather just pick evil than give a, give a shot to somebody else. Right. Yeah, we need to break and the cycle like, in all facets. Yeah, all facets. And another one, another huge one, is we got to stop making this a money game, especially when it comes to presidencies. If you are running for president, you should have equal coverage on the media. There should be no reason why the media picks out of like take the Democratic the, the Democratic National Convention shit, where they have all these different candidates 
and they pick which ones get to speak on TV based off of how much money they got donated to them. In what sense does that make any sense? Right. It doesn't make any law. If you're running for political office, they should cover you unbiasedly, regardless of money. You shouldn't need money to run campaigns. The media should be focusing on you and your ideas. Right. And if they're not focusing on all of the ideas and they're just giving like, like, (laughs) this is another good one for fucking Rand Paul when Trump won the election. Rand Paul was the only logically thinking Republican on that whole fucking stand. And they would only give him 20 seconds to respond to questions when they were giving people like Donald Trump and fucking, uh, uh, the, who's the fucking, the fat dude from New Jersey. They were giving them. Oh, Chris Christie. Yeah. They were giving them like 80 seconds to fucking respond and only giving people like Rand Paul 20 seconds to fucking respond. So that right there shows. We need an equity for ideas. Exactly. Because you you can't, and they did the same with Tulsi Gabbard on the, on the democratic side. Like Tulsi Gabbard is somebody that who, who has experienced war. She knows what the cost of war is she she understands it because she's visually seen it like and to deny somebody with views like that because they're a little abstract in the way they straight shoot because a lot of the thing the dnc had a problem with was she was fucking shooting from the hip especially on the other female candidates like she was not holding back anything and that's a a threat to the status quo you know what i mean right so it's like those people with those ideas like that are are literally that people won't say that they're being silenced. But when you're just picking who's got the most donor money to decide who gets the TV time, you're literally silencing somebody because they didn't earn enough money for their yeah. campaign. And that is a, a, a structure of our system that we need to completely dismantle. Because if we want to get proper ideas across, if we want to get combative ideas across of these very intellectual people that have really good ideas, we have to just cover them equally. And John yeah. F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy was somebody who's, who was who emphasized that right before he died when he gave that piece about the president and the press everything needs the press's job is to keep the people informed not spread a narrative right that, 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 that's and different. keep the president honest yeah and keep the president fucking honest yeah i have a big problem with the way the trust is, the press is treated uh recently i mean especially with i understand that some press is super editorial and um biased and sometimes they do spread false narratives or narr- or or spread a narrative that fits their agenda. Um, but regardless of the fact, still sometimes they'll be in press conferences and they ask perfectly good questions. And it's like, I don't care if that's you, me, a five-year-old kid with a box of crowns. If he just asked you that question, answer it. You know, don't don't yeah. just your your fake news. No, answer the question. Um, Obama, he would, he would answer questions that he didn't like very smugly. And, and you know what I mean? Like a, a little bit of an asshole. 
Right. But he had his way that he would go about it, that he still answered them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he kind of... Go ahead. I was just going to say the same with Bush. So, but, um, you know, you know, the comment, there's a common denominator, though, there is that uh, you notice if you notice the only other actor who was ever a president responded in the same type of ways, like he, Ronald Reagan was the only other re- actor that was ever a president who was a Democrat. Same story as Trump was a Democrat first and then ran as a Republican. And he was the type to just like, he did it in more of a little, a little more of a sophisticated way. I think just because of the times that he was alive and like the, the standards that public held. Right. The speakers, but like uh, he would do the same shit. He would cut off reporters and be like, no, Look, first off, we ain't taking this shit. Now, now the next actor, which anybody, anybody can say what they want. Donald Trump is a motherfucking actor. He's had fucking shows. He's, he's a fucking actor, man. He knows how to read a script. I mean, he was on the fucking WWE a few times. But uh, yeah. I'm saying he's the same fucking way. He's like, was a Democrat. Now is all of a sudden a Republican. And he's just fucking talking mad shit. And I don't know. I don't think he should. I, I, I agree with you fully on that. But it's like, I, I'm almost at like this point, like, what did you expect? <laughs> like, did you really expect Donald Trump to have etiquette, bro? Like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody expected there to be etiquette in anything, regardless of which side of it you were on, whether you were the one voting for him, thinking he was going to have etiquette to make you look good, or whether you're the person going against him thinking that he should, he needs to have etiquette. It's like, bro, it's fucking Donald Trump. You're fired, guy. Like, yeah. It's like, what did you expect? Just like the tear gas. Yeah, right. Like, fuck, bro. Like, what did you expect? It's fucking, he's a fucking actor. He's fucking Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the presidential position anyway is an acting job. Yeah, exactly. It's not, like this when the president gets to be the president somebody's got to brief him that has security clearance to everything that is who is that those people are unelected right those unelected officials that just stay up in the white house all the time they don't just come in and all of a sudden it's like here here's the fucking controls guys here's your fucking you have it and go run with it no, it doesn't work like that. There's people that are there and that have been there for all these years and they run this system and then they get a new guy every eight years and they fuck that guy's head up. Why do you think every president that becomes president goes in with nice colored hair, nice fucking smiles on their faces and then by the time they get out of office, they look run down and beat up. Yep, yep. Great head. Yep. <laughs> It's all that, all that unwanted knowledge and uh, all those sleep, all those sleepless nights, a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine's dad, he works for the, uh, he's the director of the National Archives in D.C., and he has very much the same look to him. Like it's just like he knows too much, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's uh, he's scared if he might say something, so he's got to distance himself from society. Right. That, that's when you become George Bush and you start just painting portraits of 
soldiers from Iraq. What the fuck are we? <laughs> right. I didn't uh, even know he was a painter until recently. I've stumbled across his video and I was like, the fuck? We're <laughs> <laughs> just been painting. We're just going to paint a happy little twin tower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I know if anybody's watching this right now, listening to this, and uh, everything that's going on right now, they want to hear you and I talk about the, at least the possible conspiracy angles of everything that's going on. Um, we've been talking about that recently, about smoke screens and race baiting and the media sensationalizing things. And see, yeah. it kind of, it kind of seemed like we were, whether it was a staged event or not, the news has definitely been sensationalizing it. And part of that to me seems like it was because we were all kind of getting the common grounds and common places with this COVID and this, um, this global conspiracy um, with like with everything that's going on. And then all of a sudden this happens and now we're in racial division and, and uh, us versus the police division and stuff like that. It seems, it seems like we're getting tricked into destroying our own cities and our own supply lines. Like you've been saying. Yeah. For, for sure does, man. Um, one of the weirdest parts of all of it for me has been um, like just finding out that like in a majority of the cities that are like really in bad shape right now, a lot of the people in them are from not from there. Right. They just chose those cities to show up to and fuck up. So it's like you got to start asking why are these outside entities coming to our cities and destroying them when they don't live here because they don't live there and they don't have they destroy that your city they don't have the consequence of, of a destroyed pipeline they go back home and their part of town is or their part of where they, wherever the fuck they're from is untouched you know what I mean and that's one of the things that kind of worried me last night at our protest because when I first I didn't plan on doing this but when I first got up up there I stood I was standing by like on one of the sidewalks and I started talking to these dudes and I was like you know it's kind of weird that like people are coming around from outside of the area just to protest and these dudes from South Carolina were literally the people I was talking to and they were like yeah man it's weird we're from South Carolina we ain't even from here we're just here to watch it unfold and I'm like what the fuck like why are you from South Carolina here in Fredericksburg like maybe you got family at the protest or whatever like maybe that's why you showed up but either way why are you why are you coming from South Carolina to come protest in fucking Fredericksburg Virginia of all places and then like a few more people that I asked where they were from were from North Carolina and then other parts of Virginia and at least like other parts of Virginia are understandable you know what I mean Right. I saw a lot of people down there that I didn't recognize and, and people like yeah. trying to lead the charge too that were like, I've never seen you before. Yeah. And it's like we're we're out and about in our cities and in our communities and we all pretty much like we're not a giant city, but and like of course everybody's not gonna know everybody that's here, but we at least have a idea of who lives in our communities, you know what I mean? Just from traveling around town and stuff you see certain people right. at a constant rate and then when you just know that there are people from 
the other states just chilling up in the middle of your protest, it kind of has to make you fucking wonder. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I think it's important for folks like you and I who care about our town don't agree with rioting and burning down of local businesses and destroying local economy or like Killer Mike said, destroying your home. I think it's important for people like you and I to be out there to keep an eye out for people like that and make sure that there's no instigators um, destroying our town. And I don't right. mean, I don't, and I don't mean like gather all rednecks, get your AK 47s and your ARs and let's go stand on the streets of Fredericksburg. But if you're from town and you're walking tonight, you know, I think, I think they're planning to be out again tonight. Um, keep an eye out for out of towners. You know what I mean? Keep an eye out for suspicious people, instigators. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for people that just want to break shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because at the end of the day, bro, like, it is what it is, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but, like, we still got to live here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I don't know, man, like, you've been talking about nobody's thinking about this fully. It's like, our supply lines and our markets and everything have already been depleted, especially with like the coronavirus and all these meat processing plants shutting down. Now you got people in all these cities destroying hubs where food comes through. You know what I mean? It's like, well, did you, do you have your own garden? I don't, as much as I talk about supplying my own food, I don't have a fucking garden. I'm still relying on the corporate tit. So um, what are you, what are we going to that's the biggest thing with like the destroying of shit. Like if you're going to destroy shit, I, I can't condone destroying anything. I can't like, condone I just, destroying shit I either. I can't do it. But like, you got to think about, we got to stop thinking in short term gains because it's not, this isn't, this isn't a short term game. This is about setting up for future generations. Right. This isn't just for us to go out and get some instant gratification for ourselves because we protest. That's not right. what it's about. It's literally about setting up a society that is in the vision of what we want for a future and for the kids that come after us and every generation that follows that. We, we're trying yeah. to look out for that. When this is not like a fucking uh, a short-term volleyball match you know right. what I mean? and we can't like protest ourselves into submission you know what i mean if you are yeah. going to destroy shit and loot or whatever you got to be careful to what extent like you can't loot and riot yourself into your own submission to the point where it's like oh i can't even fuel my own riot anymore because there's no food coming in there's nowhere for it to go to they can't get in the streets if you really want oh, disobedience, then stop contributing to your own demise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's, a, that's another thing, too, is like, <laughs> as much as we all hate the system, the government has control of our supply lines. Yeah, you so can't, you can't destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't destroy the means of production. You have to seize it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, there's been there's been like pictures and stuff of uh, people people smashing out windows that were like, um, what 
what that one guy was that, that smashed out like the auto zone in Minneapolis. He was identified as a police officer. Yeah, um, man, there's one really damning thing that like if you watch, which I know we got to like Mike said, Killer Mike said, man, it's like murder porn that we're fucking watching. Yeah. And I know it's hard to watch, but a video, I think I shared it with you guys earlier, is that video like that I don't think anybody's paying attention to is like when they, after they executed the dude on the street, George, uh, after they executed him, they wait, they wait, and then the paramedics show up. And then when the paramedic jumps out, it's a fucking cop wearing a cop uniform. Not a paramedic in a paramedic uniform. He's wearing a fucking black vest and everything. Yeah, he almost looks like an agent. Everything was like tan. And- right. Yeah, tan. And I'm like, when when in the history of any time have you ever seen a paramedic show up, not check one vital, and just throw somebody up on a gurney and throw them in the back of a fucking car? Yeah. Very I have strange. never seen. Uh, I don't care if it's a fucking. Even in a supposed DOA car accident, the par- the first responder is going to check for a pulse. Like, they, that is, like, literally their job. They show up, they check the pulse and see what they can do to aid in the situation. These motherfuckers literally just showed up, put a body on a gurney, and throw that bitch back in the back of the fucking yeah, car, Or in and the then- back of the fucking... Yeah, so many things about that are wrong. Like the amount of time that they held down on his neck, um, the 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 way the other officers just kind of stood around and watched, and also the way they weren't they weren't verbal with George Floyd. Yeah. It's not like they were like giving him any commands. Nothing yeah. was really said other than like to the people, like get back. Um, yeah, and that's that's crazy because. <sighs> And I hate, I hate even like comparing it like this, but when you look at other murder by cop videos, the cop is super vocal every time, like any of them. I don't care what, which ones you go and look at there's, there's cops and there's yelling and there's commands. And then there's normally a, Oh fuck moment when they realize they fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? whether it's them shooting somebody on purpose or fucking whatever the fuck it is, there's normally like an oh shit of awareness moment that happens. You can see it in their face. They may, it might, it might only take a few seconds, but you can definitely tell it happened. And then the same thing happens. Paramedics show up, they check for fucking, they check to see if there's anything they can do. They check vitals, they do all that shit. And then if they can't, they fucking, take the body off of course so it's like it's like why like it's hard to pay attention to details when you're seeing something so gruesome happen because it was fucking there was you cannot be a human being and i'm gonna look i'm looking directly at everyone watching this video you cannot be a human being and see that fucking video and any in any way justify there is literally no way you can and if you can, you are a part of the problem. And that's from me to you. If you got a problem with it, I, I can't fucking help you because it's fucking true. And yeah. you know it just as well as I do. But I, I co-signed that 100%. Yeah, but 
when you're looking through this video, it's like I said, it's hard to see these weird little details because you're so consumed by your emotions at the moment. It's such a like, oh my God, like it, it enrages you to the point yeah. where you you wish you were there so you could fucking step in and do mm -hmm. something. Like, so you don't pay attention to those little fucking details. But then like Killer Mike said, after you've watched the murder porn, enough and it's starting to become not so much of a shock and awe that you start noticing the little details of the video and then it's uh -huh. like oh man there's something like after the initial emotions settle a little bit there's just something that's not quite right and then yeah. you add all this crazy shit where fucking there that you're seeing pallets of bricks and bottles being dropped off in cities like what the fuck is that is this the Matrix? Is this literally the fucking Matrix? They're just yeah. setting up fucking mystery boxes for us to fucking pull out of when we fucking riot. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? So, Nobody um, thinks anything's wrong with that. Do you see the connections with Agenda 21? Uh, I don't know what agenda it is anymore, man. Like, I, I really, I, I really don't know. I know that all this, everything that's happening right now is is really fucking sketchy, yeah. and there there is definitely something more than just mass protests yeah. and COVID nineteen. Like people can call me whatever they want, but there is something happening right now that is it's just not, I, I don't know what the fuck you can call it. It seems honest. like we're being pawned into relinquishing more control. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what I meant with how I see like the correlation with Agenda 21 is, um, you know, I already kind of saw it with coronavirus and the way they're like trying to get everybody inside and um, keep everybody closer together. But now it's like with all these cities and upheaval and rioting and they're, all, they're destroying all the cities, that just seems like that's a part of it too. Because that's that's where they want everybody to be. So if they can start locking you down on these cities and start imposing these curfews and start giving them more control, I don't know. I just see it like fitting in the puzzle somewhere. Right. That and that's another thing too that you got to think about this situation is that we've all been in this state of angst for two months now, like right. two to three months. So everybody is already fucking anxious as shit. And then you do some shit like this and those angst emotions and those anger emotions are all colliding in with people's fucking body chemistry. And it's just, it's a fucking, it's literally a powder keg situation. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that we watch the news and our social media feeds, the more, emotional we get and the more that we let our emotions instead of logic drive us and the less that we sit back and look at things the entire scope and really think about and talk about with each other what we can be doing to make a difference so that's that's what i want to finish this podcast mike uh with is what's what's our call to action what's what's your call to action man my call to action for one well it's going to be like a a few parts which I've already gone over some of it, but mainly as far as like 
in the short term of all the protests and stuff, especially like this is for anybody. You got to be vigilant to people that aim to demean your cause because there are going to be people inside of your your protests and your rallies and all this stuff that are there specifically to disrupt your rally and make it be something it's not supposed to be. Right. I want everybody, everybody needs to be vigilant to that and not let these people tailspin everything into chaos. Like, um, and then from like my second part of action is just like, we literally have to start participating more like that. That's, that's literally all it is because we can, we can fucking riot and we can burn this whole motherfucker down. But at the end of the day, the power structure is still going to be there. You think you're going to get their bunkers? You, you can't get their bunkers. They can still fucking look over you from somewhere safe. There's no way burning everything down is going to make them leave power. Like anybody that thinks that is crazy. So we can't, we, we literally have to infiltrate the system and we have to make those changes that we speak so highly of. We have to be that change. We can't just talk about it anymore. And that's right. one of the, the main things is a lot of people are like, yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. Well, we need change. We need change. But then you go back to your same life doing your same old bullshit and never try to fucking be any of the change. And it's like, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm not saying that condemning anybody. I'm guilty of that too, because I don't want to become a cop. I don't, I don't really want to do that. I, I, I don't wish to police over anyone. And I know that that job is a dangerous ass job because there's a lot of dangerous ass people. So I get it. But we have, at some point we have to be involved in some facet of the system itself, because if we don't, we're going to keep asking a system that won't change for us to change. Right. If they haven't changed in all this time, how are they going to change without us becoming it and changing it? And that means you need to vote. You need to fucking, like Killer Mike said, you need to beat up on these prosecutors at the ballot box. If there's a prosecutor that's fucking prosecuting badly, you need to beat that motherfucker until he can't fucking get a ballot in his favor. You know what I mean? You need to fucking vote in your fucking local elections. Pay attention to local and federal legislations. Fucking actually actively participate in your government. Because if you don't actively participate in the government, you can't expect anything to change. You can't expect a system that won't change for you when you ask it to, to just miraculously change without putting in the work. There's an old uh, one of my one of my buddies named the White. Uh, he says this thing about it's pertaining to religion. He says faith without works is dead. You can't have faith in a in, in anything and not work for that thing. You cannot just say that you want it to change and it's gonna change and then not do nothing to change it. Right. It doesn't work like that. It, it just, it's just simply does not work like that. We have to literally put in the work to make things change, not just talk about it any longer. 
And that's yeah. the one thing I really want to drive home. And I'm going to keep going after the fucking events and trying to talk to people about this stuff because I feel like it's really important. And I feel like a lot of people are just looking for that short-term fucking, that short-term gratification from the protests. They're not really willing to put in the work that really brings forth change. Like the work that all of our ancestors back in the civil rights movement, like that's a, a thing, man. There was white people and black people fighting for those movements and passing those legislations to get things to change. There was white and black people during the civil war fighting the same fucking cause to change the, the course of history. And they put in the actual physical work of going to those places and voting and putting the people in power that would actually do something and create the change that we're looking for. And that's one thing that this generation, I feel like my generation included, we don't have that. We like that fucking, all we want is some viral videos, some shock value and some instant gratification from a like on Instagram. We don't want to go out there and do that behind the scenes fucking going to people door to door and fucking going yeah. to bat for a politician that has our views yeah. in mind. We just want some instant gratification. For some so I want, I'm sorry to get all emotional. No, it's your beautiful speaker, brother. I love you, man. Right, like you're I, passionate I just, about this, you care. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, like, like Killer Mike, man. He he is my favorite person to fucking listen to talk about this because he shares the same views as me. So if you if you need to hear my these things that I'm saying from somebody different that you can relate to more, go watch Killer Mike videos, like, because he's he's saying the same fucking things, and we all need to be more proactive in our government. And that, that includes me. And I, I vow to do that. I'm going to start being more proactive in my fucking government than I've been because as, like I said, we've been so concentrated on shock value and trying to go viral off of fucking rap music and all this other shit that we ain't been paying attention to the legislation that's been going on underneath us while we're looking for all this other stuff. Right. So I'm just like we just need to start paying attention, man. And we also the third way to move forward, we need to fucking love each other more. Yeah. Across the board, we're we're never gonna get a full utopia of all love. It's not gonna happen. There's always gonna be hateful people. It don't matter who you are, where you're from. There's always gonna be somebody that's gonna hate on everything that you're saying and doing. Love, but. <laughs> But we got to try to fucking love each other more if we're going to yeah. ever be, you know, it's yeah. just that. No, I, I agree with everything you said. And um, I would just like to add to that, along with everything that you said that about Killer Mike and about um, putting in the actual work, vowing to be a, a more involved with the community and, and um, legislation and politics. I also want to make that same vow. And I also think that it's important to make sure that you have your feet on the street as well. There needs to be a balance. We always talk about balance. So there needs to be a balance between physical protests and, and let's write a bill. Let's, let's write a letter to the Senator. Let's write a, on the civil, you know, on the duty of civil disobedience. You know, you're reading that book that you told me about earlier. You know, there's no reason you or I or other people can't be writing stuff like that. Um, and if you feel you can't be on the front lines, if you're 
disabled or elderly or whatever, there's other ways you can help. You know, words are powerful. They're just as powerful. Um, right. That's why that's why we're doing this. That's literally why I asked you to do this and broadcast with me because I know um, the merit and everything that you have to say and, and uh, people need to hear this stuff because this is just as important as getting out on the street and talking to people. It's um, a mixture of both, man. And that's the, yeah. like... It's gonna make people uncomfortable. That's that's what getting out on the streets does. But you yeah. got you can't can't stray away from that discomfort. So how it works, you know. <laughs> so another thing, another layer. I would just because if I went on to add my plan of action, it would just be re reiterating a lot of what you said. So I want to just add an extra layer to everything you said because I agree with that, and I encourage everyone to do the same. I'm going to make the same vow you did, but. Um, another way that we can love each other more is to be more community-based and not and another thing that we can do is to defeat the system and, and break the system is stop contributing to it in certain ways there's certain ways that we contribute to the system that is lacing up the boot that stomps on your throat um and by that i mean the more dependent that we are on foreign oil, and I can't say much, I have a diesel van parked out front. The more that we are dependent on foreign oil, grocery stores, things like that, and the, the less that we produce ourselves and trade amongst each other, the more power that they have over us. Because those corporations all have lobbyists and they're all passing legislation that's all stomping on our throat too. You know, yeah, as, yeah. as innocent as you want to think Target or whatever is, Maybe they're not. Um, right. I, I could do more research to back up my thought, but um, um, what I'm saying is we do need to become more of a community, produce our own goods and resources, and then trade them with each other. Supply lines, you know, organize, mobilize. Yeah. Sorry, Athena, Athena made a cameo. No, that's beautiful. She looks good. Yeah. How's, how's Anubis? He's doing good, man. Did you take him to to get another second look? No, it's got. I got. I set the date. I got you. That doesn't necessarily like mean that he's like. He's definitely not like deathly ill or nothing like that. It just means that he's got a condition, and if you don't, if you don't nip it in the butt now, it's going to cost him in the long run. Right. Yeah, I worry about that with Bo because Bo's never really been to the vet, and uh, he's about to go on the seventeenth. So I'm just been crossing my fingers that he doesn't have any heartworms or anything like that um so yeah take care of your dogs people yeah and the police don't just shoot innocent people they also shoot innocent dogs <laughs> no i i need to not use my rhetoric for that um right i want yeah. i want to use my rhetoric for love and we do need to love each other and uh a lot of our problems could be fixed as a society if we looked within too yeah. so that's something that we could all stand to do Yep. Mike, thank yep. you for doing this, man. That was really um, powerful. Everything that you said, don't apologize for getting emotional. It was very passionate, heartfelt, yeah. um, well said. And, and everybody needs to hear that same as killer Mike's speech. Go listen to killer Mike's speech from the Atlanta press conference the other day. If you haven't seen it. Yeah. Also go look at killer Mike's speech about civil war from 2016. That yeah. one is a fucking must for anyone. Yeah. But, and like, um, uh, and it's all, man, it's been so frustrating too because I've been wanting to like comment on all this stuff, but of course, since I'm 
in jail right now. <laughs> I'm not allowed. So it's been like frustrating as shit. So thanks for uh for giving me a little platform to talk to everybody. Yeah, dude, of course. Well, and I've been wanting to talk to you about this shit too. So I figured why not do it in a public forum? Because we do have some differences of opinion on things, but at the end of the day, we meet in a common ground. Um, and I think a lot of people need to realize that about each other, that we, the more right. we communicate, the more we'll realize we're not so fucking different. Yeah, facts. Um, facts. Another thing that people, instead of watching all those Killer Mike videos, also think it's very important, guys, get out there and watch Mike Willis on YouTube. You can subscribe yeah. to his channel, watch his music That's right. videos. That's right. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Willis underscore get him on at, Instagram. On Instagram and Mike Willis on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, and then you can look up my YouTube. It's Mike Willis Man, all one word. Yep. And fucking uh I was gonna say one more thing too. Uh everybody that's gonna be protesting from here on out. If you didn't know, the governor has enacted new rules to this. So they're gonna start arresting you. Now, all I'm saying is you're more valuable to us and the cause, not in jail. So you have to be smart. You have to be smart about what you do. Right. All right. Yep. Like, and that also means when you're out there that stick with your herd. Don't get separated. Yeah. And if you do get separated, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, get out of there. And be so fast. <laughs> yeah and if you're super really cool with mike and i and we trust you contact us we know we have an underground railroad set up there are safe places downtown there are there are allies in downtown um i can neither confirm nor deny that i will be out tonight no nah, me neither <laughs> <laughs> i'll be doing bible study here with the dog and uh right. <laughs> drinking red wine <laughs> <laughs> all right mike i love you bud you have a good night brother man yeah, man you too i love you dude see you later Peace.